Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, um, what have you, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we are on episode six of the Libations and Boxy Confessions podcast. I am your host, Brenda Lee, and I'm super excited to bring you yet another episode, um, but this one is very special because we have a special guest, and her name is Miss Jessica Hunt. She will be the first female guest of the podcast, so that makes me really happy. Um, and it also ties into International Women's Day, which happens this weekend, celebrating women and their accomplishments. And um, the purpose of International Women's Day is, is really a focal point in the movement for women's rights. So it is only fitting to have Jessica on the show as she joined the KSAT 12 sports team in September, so about six months ago. Uh, as a multimedia journalist. So she comes from uh, the station WTOK-TV in Meridian, Mississippi, and there she served as the weekend sports anchor. She also covered um, local and college sports and both um, high school show, which she co-anchored. And one of her featured stories um, earned her a 2019 Associated Press first place award. So she does have a really um, well-decorated background. Um, as far as school, she's a graduate from Indiana University and IUPOI. Um, she's a native of Indianapolis and a huge Indiana sports team fan, so I'm sure that, um, runs in her blood. Um, but her hobbies, based on her bio, from what I'm reading, include running, traveling, eating, and napping. So she sounds like my kind of girl. Looking forward to just meeting with her, talking to her, getting to know her a little bit better, and really getting her perspective um, from a woman's point of view on, you know, working in sports and, you know, what she thinks about San Antonio being six months in. So I'm super excited. We're going to meet her at Cured, which is a restaurant located at the Pearl. Um, and the Pearl is one of the top destinations that I highly recommend anyone who is visiting San Antonio to go to for great food. Um, they have farmer's markets on the weekends. Uh, the restaurants are, are top-notch restaurants um, and just really a, a great place to spend the day and, and you know, have fun. So we're going to meet there and, and eat some food, drink some drinks, have a little chat, and have a girls' night um, with Jessica. So thank you for guys. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you have any feedback, I'm always open to hear it. But like I said, episode six is coming right up. Enjoy, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Hello, hello. This is Brenda Lee with the Libations and Boxy Confessions podcast. I'm here with my beautiful, lovely talented best friend content creator and co-host Margie Guerra all hi. those things Brenda all of them <laughs> hello people um, <laughs> now I'm blushing I don't even know what to say after that kind of introduction I do that to people sometimes <laughs> uh, we are here at Cured at the Pearl and we are enjoying just a drink while we um, sit for our special guest our special guest from case at 12 who we have joining us today yes miss jessica hunt will Ms. be joining jessica us very hunt. soon 
And so she is our first female guest of the podcast. I'm excited. I am excited too. Just in time for International Women's Day. That's right, which is coming up this weekend. So it fits in perfectly with the theme. Um, I'm excited to meet her and talk a little bit more about her sports journalism background. She is not from San Antonio. She's new to town. So So. that's going to be fun for us because, well, for me, you know, born and raised and you're practically a San Antonian. Yeah, I tell everybody that. Um, And where do you take a out-of-towner? To the Pearl area. Exactly. So that's what we're doing here. We're taking her to Cured. Um, home of Steve McCoo's um, famous meats and um, cheeses. What's called cured for a reason? Cured. Cured. Cured meats. Cured meats. So so cured is basically um, uh, Chef Steve McCoo has a farm-to-table approach. So the funny part about cured is immediately when you walk in, you eyeball this big meat locker type of <laughs> I think there's really like dead pigs there is as you walk and around. it may kind of um, haunt your dreams for a while but it's a humidity controlled uh, meat locker in the entrance and I think they call it the shark tank and it's kind of crazy looking but it's it serves a purpose so it's filled with different meats and different salamis and uh, different um, just types of um, Chutery board type accessories. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but they're all in different stages of curing, which that's actually a word. Um, and so, so like, the longer it takes, I guess the bigger the meat, the longer it takes to cure. So if you, for example, like a, a piece of ham would take about two years to cure, if you want to put that in your mind. Um, and that's it's immediately when you walk in. It's a very different type of restaurant. But that's how they, that's how Chef uh, Steve McCure kind of designed this to be, so. Yeah, and it's in a cute little renovated building. It looks like a very small, like. It looks like an admin building in a high school. Yeah. (laughs) But that's kind of, it's. It's very um, quaint when you walk in. Yeah. It's very unassuming. I love it. Yeah. Um, This will only be my, actually, second time coming here. Um, But the restaurant is in. It's actually built in a renovated historic building built in early 1900s. Um, so it just it has a lot of history behind it. And, you know, Chef has a lot of history behind him. He did a lot of his work in New Orleans, which is my second home. Um, but we're here because Margie mentioned they are famous for their... I say charcuterie. <laughs> you say charcuterie? I think it's char- charcuterie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't <laughs> a ask me to spell it. A meat and cheese board basically is what it is. Yeah. If you need to um, invite anybody to um, cure, just put it that way, a meat and cheese board. Yeah. They have good meats and cheeses to choose from. Very shareable, so we're going to share them with um, Jessica here Or in you can be fancy and say, waiter, may I order the charcuterie board? I think I still said it wrong. <laughs> but the good thing um, is that this is what they're known for, so we do want to share that with our special guest today. Um, and those, with the, the many meats that you can choose from, you have about 20 to 25 items to choose from here. Their top seller, I believe, is, is the duck ham. You can also order chicken ham with your board. Varied 
amounts of cheese, which you know I love cheese. That's your more than like the show. I love cheese. The house pickled vegetables. I actually love those things. I love like pickled jalapenos, pickled carrots. I think um, if I can leave y'all everything else, I'd take those. You could take that. I'll take the cheese. Yeah. And I probably will take just any other meat that goes along with it. But that's what I'm looking forward to. I haven't had the charcuterie board from Cured, but I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Um, Excited to get to know Jessica. Yeah, exactly. So as we wait for her, we are going to hang out here, have a cocktail, and enjoy Enjoy the evening. (laughs) Enjoy the evening right now. The ladies' evening. It is. It's going to be a ladies' night tonight. Yeah. I'm so excited. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Miss Jessica Hunt. And we are here at Cured, and we have our special guest, Miss Jessica Hunt. Hi, Jessica. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for joining us. We are happy to have you. And to be honest, you are our first female guest on the podcast. I'm honored. Are you really? I am honored. Although, I'm like, you must not know very many women. (laughs) I know. It's like, I know you, Margie. And now I know Jessica. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Well, we have certain standards on on the Libations and Boxy Confessions podcast, but thank you for joining us. Um, So the thing about you that I love is that you're not from San Antonio. So Margie isn't either, but she's basically kind of adopted. I'm born and raised, but you have only been here for how long? Uh, Six months. Almost exactly six months. And so... Right off the bat, what are your thoughts on San Antonio, and what are your biggest misconceptions about San Antonio and Texas in general? You know, I really like San Antonio. I think it's a nice city. People are laid back. There's a lot of culture. Um, Most importantly, the food is fantastic, though. Of course. The food is so good. I have yet to have a bad meal, which is not something I can say about many places I've been. So that's what I really like about San Antonio. What I don't like about San Antonio, you guys don't have merge lanes. Like, do you guys know what that is when I say merge lane? Can you Google it real quick? So we we have a left fast lane where you go 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Or you go the speed limit on the right-hand side, but there's no in-between. But there's but when people are coming onto the highway and every other No, state, no, you just speed up. You, you it comes to a head, like it comes to a triangle. In other states, there's like a lane that will end, but you have time to get over. Oh. And it's it is crazy. When I first dro- started driving here, I was like, what is going on? Where's the merge lane? So like, let me tell me it's, Let me tell you like yeah. the most like horrific story. Okay, I'm so I'm here. my my first car was a standard, and so they only taught me. So that's after I moved to San Antonio. Okay. I went back home. They gave me a standard car. They're like, oh, well, like learn how to drive it real quick. And I had like four hours to that's learn like how to auto- automatic. Is that what a standard? Standard is? when you have to change the gears. Yeah. Like, we back in the Midwest, we call those automatics. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Keep going. I don't know about that over here. Okay, so we <laughs> call it in standard cars. Okay, so okay. standard, you have to change yeah. the gears yeah. every so often. So they're like, learn how to drive it, um, and then they sent me on home. So I went home, like learning how to hurry up into these 
non-merge lanes yeah. like with big 18-wheeler trucks like going across I-10 and it I grew up pretty quickly <laughs> like with these it's very dangerous going across the highway here you're you're not lying but but also you started to mention how like you had like these conceptions that you started to pick up on TV and yeah, shows about how Texas was. People, everything that people know about Texas when they are not from Texas or they don't have family from Texas comes from TV shows or movies. And I feel like they're playing on stereotypes that don't exist in the big cities. Yeah. Like you think of the kind of little town in the middle of nowhere, that sort of thing where it's... Everyone knows everybody. Yeah, San Antonio is so diverse, it's so big, there's so much going on, and I feel like that that's the same case with Austin. Yeah. I've been to Dallas. Maybe Dallas, some of their... So maybe Dallas is a little more traditional, yeah. but I still feel like everything that people think about Texas is, is not a reflection of the people that live in the cities. Well, yeah, we don't we don't all wear cowboy hats and yeah. boots. We don't ride into work on horses. Well, I was going to get some cowboy boots and then I like brought <laughs> it up to Well, I brought Yeah, it you can still do that. Like, you can, but it's also like oh, not everyone does that. Yeah. You know, it's not I don't even have a pair and I'm born and raised. I'm like where do I get a I don't even know where to get a pair. I had no idea how much I they see cost. Western stores. Yeah. Maybe those. I thought I could spend maybe like a good $40 on a good pair of Oh, I think boots. they are more than that. And right? I didn't know that. And yeah. I'm born and raised in Texas, but I'm just like, okay. I'm like defeating the whole stereotype. Um, if you buy some boots, we'll take you um, to a place to break into those boots. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like a dance hall. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys call them like saloons here? Or no? She's so cute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So yes, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> do you just call them a bar? Is that just what it is? Like yeah. a dance hall, I guess, right? Yeah. A honky tonk. We'll take her to... T- no, <laughs> no, okay. I hear that uh, honky <laughs> You failed. <laughs> She's so learning. I'm trying. We'll help her out. So yeah. tell us like, about your background. So right now you work at KSAT as, as a multimedia yeah, sports journalist. Yeah, multimedia reporter. Before that, I was at a station in Mississippi as the weekend sports anchor, but then also the multimedia journalist during the week. Prior to that, I, uh, I got a master's in sports journalism while I was working as a... Well, that's one of my things that I don't want to give away. But I was doing something else. And I went back to school part-time and then had a bunch of internships. Like One with, was with the NCAA, one was with the pro hockey team, and one was with a cable sports channel. And so I kind of, like when I graduated, um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but had enough stuff in my portfolio for like a, a reel, a broadcast reel. So I kind of just yeah. put it out there. And then that's how I ended up in Mississippi. I want to know what you were doing in, in that meantime that you didn't want to talk about. Oh, well, it was just, I we were going to play a little <laughs> bit of a game, but I have, I... <laughs> She'll tell us later when we play the game. Oh, is it the, yeah, we're going to play a game later. Yeah. Are you going to incorporate it in that yeah, game? Yeah, I can, and if not, okay. I'll, I'll just okay. add it, but I, uh, okay. I had a full-time career doing something else. Yeah, and okay. then kind of like started to go back to school and like, no, we're going to do something. Okay. So, yeah. I will keep that up here even though I have a bad memory. I'll bring I'm, it up because it's okay. like on one of my, it's on my notes, on my uh, my iPhone notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Was sports always kind of in like the background growing up? Like, did you aspire to be like a sports journalist, or did you want to be something else growing up? Um, when I was younger, I guess I didn't really know what looking, what working in sports would look like. But it was really important in my household. My parents went to Indiana University. My grandparents went to Indiana University. So basketball, basketball in Indiana, is the same as football in Texas. Okay, it's a big deal. High school basketball is a big deal. College basketball is a big deal. And I mean, we had the Pacers. Um, so it was kind of always in the background as something that was very important to my family. Uh, then we had the Colts. We had Peyton Manning. Um, so, so we had... You had that legacy, like... Yeah, kind of we did. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So it was just kind of something that was important to most... I feel like a lot of Hoosiers growing up, which is... Hoosiers are what you call people that are from Indiana, but also what you call people that went to Indiana University. There are a lot of people that go to Purdue, which is our big rival, and they have this like little saying that's Hoosier by birth, Boilermaker by choice, and it's so dumb. <laughs> I hate it so much, but you know, I'm biased. And my, my favorite quarterback is Drew Brees. Yeah, so I'm pretty 1,000% Drew Brees fan and, and you know I read his book and his bio and his memoir and Purdue Boilermaker yes you know all the way it really I can objectively say that Purdue's a good school and they like to say they they were like we produce quarterbacks and astronauts which good for you Purdue <laughs> vomited my mouth Great. a little bit Great. Yeah, you're helping the, you I know, know, the world I with know. your astronauts. I, I respect <laughs> it. They, it is a really good school. I did go to the, the um, yeah, I'll do another as well. I went to the much better in-state school. Yeah. I mean, Indiana University is so beautiful. I'm going to show you guys a picture in a bit. I would love it's, to see it. It is gorgeous. It's one of those schools that in your head you picture it, and it's what college should look like. The limestone buildings, the flowers oh, everywhere. The college town has restaurants and bars everywhere. Like so, so much history behind it. Yeah, I mean, it's 1820, so we just came on our 200th year. Our, wow. our I mean, our I went there, <laughs> but it, I'm not working. You're for the still school. a part of it. I love so, it. It's like, amazing. So you also like, I guess Ui Pui is still like an extension of Indiana University. So yes, um, IUPUI is a. It's like has IU programs and Purdue programs, but it's in Indianapolis. Um, so you can, I don't know, you can take classes kind of because Purdue is more like the A&M school, more the agricultural, mechanical, engineering, okay. math school, whereas IU is the liberal arts school. And so Purdue or IUPUI offers the best of both worlds. You can get a business degree or you can get an engineering degree. So you can kind of go either or and that's where my master's is from um, okay my undergrad is from IU Bloomington but I mean IUPUI is great because you have a lot of people that work full-time and then go to school in the evenings or go part-time so it's really so it's um, flexible for yeah for like a lot of people are in law school there or getting their MBAs so it's it's really um, it's a good option for people that already have established careers. So the only way, the only reason why I know about Ui Pui is because we NCAA had NCAA tournament. Oh, go no. on. <laughs> so we had a uh, player by the name of George Hill. Yes, hometown hero. Yes, I was in love with George Hill. That I was mean, my favorite player at the time. So every time he would come on the screen, 
I would say hi, George. Yeah. And my boyfriend look. I swear to God, every single time my boyfriend look at me like, shut the hell up. But every screen time, every like second, I'm like, hi, George. He was from Broderbull High School, and then amazing. He, yeah, he, I loved him. He was great. He played for the Pacers for a bit, and you know, yeah, we really we, the we let him go. Four. Four. That guy, number two, that we not we will not mention, uh, but. We let him go for Kawhi. You had him. Yeah, he was amazing. I was, I was, I still had had his number, his number two shirt. I love George George Hill. That's so fun that you guys. I mean, I keep forgetting that he played here because he did play in Indianapolis for a while. I mean, he was there when Paul George was still a Pacer. I know. Before we got Sabonis and before we got Victor Oladipo, um, it was, it was. That was a different time in the NBA because you had the Spurs and their dominance, but then you also had. LeBron when he was with Miami and the big three, we could never get to the finals because we couldn't get out of the You could never get out of that conference because of LeBron. And now they would go to game seven. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, Like Indianapolis never made it. Like, even though they had that talent, they just never made it It past because of LeBron. I mean, Roy Hibbert was our center. And then, I mean, uh, it was, it was, as a Pacers fan, when there was a t- we were the best team in the East, mm-hmm. but there was some weird stuff going on with that team, and they kind of fell off a little bit. Um, yeah. And then, you know, of course, though, playoff LeBron is kind of hard to beat regardless of what team you are. Even though, yeah, now he's in the East, and so he's number one. Um, or in the West, West I'm sorry. Yeah. And now he's number one, and it's such a twilight zone because Spurs are – Pretty much like in the midst of missing the playoffs yeah. and not being in the playoffs for the first time in 20, you know, over 21 years. And it's just, everyone is freaking out. And we're, you know, all we really have, yeah, we're not used to. All we have are the Spurs and Spurs fans here in but, San Antonio. They're such diehard fans. Uh, yeah, I think there's still, there's something that came out that like even with the season that they're having, they still have the regionally, the highest numbers, like in terms of viewership of their games. I feel like because you guys are ride or die here in we San are. Antonio. If you go on and there's like a, there's something called Spurs Twitter <laughs> where everyone's talking about basically how pop should put you know this person thank you in a rotation and that person in rotation and you know it's just a big it's like a sense of frustration when it comes to Spurs fans because we're so used to just coming out on top at least top five top six but to be in the in the bottom of the barrel it's hard for us I think though as someone that isn't from this market it's you guys have been quite spoiled with the talent I and with the coaching here. I hear that all the time. Here. We're spoiled fans. No, so the but it's like most... They're, I've never had an NBA championship. Right, right. I'm lucky that I've had one <laughs> NFL championship. There are cities that are still waiting for any, you know, and so... I've had one as far as football fan. But the whole, like, Spurs fans are spoiled. Yeah, they're spoiled. And it's very yeah. annoying to hear, like, time and time again about how Pop should be fired and how... Oh, gosh. Who says that? Oh, my God. Everybody. I haven't heard this. Well, mainly Spurs it's... Twitter? Maybe it's Brenda who's talking down on Spurs Twitter. Um, yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> they're not... I like their Spurs. <laughs> they're spoiled is the right word. I also, like... I shouldn't be saying this doing what I do. 
I don't like Twitter, so I don't go on it unless I have to. So I probably miss everything that happens. Mm. So I know um, we wanted to get like an idea of, I guess, like background Spurs news since you are back oh, there with gosh, the case at if you have anything. There is nothing that I get that you guys wouldn't have. Although I do have access to day of injury reports and like who was injured today or who's getting reassigned to, you know, Austin or who's getting brought back up. So everything that I would know is trivial. And I it's like kind of day of stuff. Like I would look at Twitter and I would see because there's an account that only media can follow. So we don't really get anything. Everything else is kind of like speculation when we're talking about, oh, what do you think is going on with this or this or this? And then that kind of thing. Or, you know, we do get information firsthand after the game that when we're interviewing players or uh, pregame availability, talking to Pop. We'll get that kind of content, but then right. we feed it out. So it's like whatever we get, we then send it. Yeah, there's nothing you know. secretive. Yeah, it's not really secretive like that. I mean, we people can have theories about stuff like, oh, I think this I is feel going like on. yeah. I mean, I feel like on like my take, even though you took my mic away from me, <laughs> talking about Spurs Twitter, <laughs> my take is the fact that that they know better than like what's going on behind the scenes, and I feel like the reporters report what they hear yeah you know yeah I mean, there, there's no secrets and there's there's no kind of um conspiracy behind no. what's going on i feel like what you see is what you get for sure but what is your i guess from what you hear and like from your day-to-day as far as the spurs future is there something going on as as far as the the direction that Pop is going, like, is he leaning towards... Like, tanking? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I hate ah. the fact that everyone says, like, we're tanking, low-key tanking, because I don't feel like that's something that players would be I will say, with, though, that that's nothing they would tell us if they were tanking. Yeah, I don't feel like that would be part of any kind you're of conversation. Not gonna, you're not You would never even right. hear someone come out and say, yeah, we're going to suck. I mean, <laughs> that's a disservice to the yeah. season ticket holders, to the fans. So it's just kind of observations about what's going on. Um, the one thing I will say is compared to other franchises, the, the Spurs are not as media friendly. And I mean that in the sense that we don't get access the way that some teams give the reporters access. So, I And mean, I think that's something that's like always been appreciated about the Spurs, right? They're like more like classy and they don't like air out like their business and like yeah. they don't get so, I guess, like well, I mean, reality TV like about it. Like, yeah. No, Pop has no filter and he has no obligation to be polite to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so if he's going to cut off an interview short... That's just what Pop does. Yeah, and I, I do feel like there's a line between being rude or being direct. And sometimes, like, he'll go off on someone, and it's just their turn to be, I, I don't know, maybe the question could have been asked better. Or sometimes it is a fair question, and so sometimes I think he's just having fun with it. He is a very intelligent person, and I do feel like sometimes it's a bit unnecessary. Yeah. And that's yeah. his reputation. Everyone knows it. He's obviously an incredible basketball mind. Um but yeah, he sometimes it's a little, it's a little uh, surly with people just because, and I don't think, I think there's necessarily. He knows, like, yeah, he knows that he can do it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and not in a rude but way, but it's. I think it is a reality <laughs> of working in this market is yeah. knowing that that's going to happen. 
Yeah. Um, so. So um, while we have fresh drinks out, I wanted to cheers to yeah. the upcoming International Women's Day. Yay! I love that. That's a perfect segue. I know. Um, cheers to you, beautiful ladies. And we wanted to try to get, I guess, some. I guess like how you work in such a male-dominated mm-hmm. space and and how things are going for you. Um, so we kind of mentioned how you got here. Sure. Um, is there like anyone who inspired you to get here, like a female figure? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of women that work in the the field that have paved the way, um, and a lot of women that are out there killing it, doing an incredible job. I have to mention Sage Steele. She is also an Indiana University oh my graduate. God. And you know, you know her from Sports Center. She's kind of one of the the staples of that brand. Someone else that I think is uh, incredible is Jessica Mendoza, who does a lot of the baseball coverage for ESPN. And she was, I think, a four-time All-American at maybe Stanford and played on the U.S. Olympic softball team. She knows her stuff, and she's doing. I mean, she's doing color commentary. She's she is a broadcaster, and she is not just on the sidelines. Yeah, Yeah. she is not that there's anything wrong with that, but she's taking you know, a different role that you don't see a lot of women doing in kind of sports broadcasts is, is right. color commentary. She's fantastic. Doris Burke is another one that I really, actually like Doris Burke. Really, really knows I mean knows the sport and is all very insightful and I think they are all fantastic. Um, so I look up to them, you know? It's hard to, I don't know, like for me, it's, I feel like, you know, to work in such a male-dominated space, there are so many challenges because you have to almost like rise above yeah. and even above that to almost be at an equal. And at the end of the day, like you're still kind of not equal, like you have, you have to work so hard. Yeah. Can you tell me of any challenges that you face or that you can talk about, like coming up from you know, working in college to, like, where you're at right now yeah. to even, like, where you want to be in the next, like, five years? Um, something that I've dealt with a lot is people say things to me that they would not say to me if I were a man. And um, so I've definitely dealt with inappropriate comments from coaches, from athletic directors, from colleagues. And so that's something that is kind of burning me out a little bit, uh, where you expect to go into work and to be able to do your job, you don't expect to get harassed. And so um, I, I don't know why people would think that making you know, comments like, that are sexual in nature. I don't know why that they would ever think that that's appropriate. Right. Um, I what would why would you ever even think that that's okay, um, regardless of your situation. And so that's something that I have been because a lot of women are so strong and they just have to deal with it if they want to continue in this field. And so I'm trying to navigate. I don't want to put up with this anymore, you know, but I I do enjoy the work that I do. So that's been kind of something that's been very eye-opening for me. I feel like it's hard. It's very disheartening. And not, yeah, not to interrupt you, but I feel like it's hard because even, 
you know, you have your platform, but like if I want to say something or voice my opinion on like a social media platform where everyone's game, where yeah. everyone has their opinion, I want to say it's harder because they look at you as a female mm -hmm. and they're so apt to just kind of like dog you for just being your gender. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so easy to for a guy to, to say you don't know anything because you're a girl, you know? And so it is disheartening because it's like, well, you do have an opinion. Yeah. And your opinion is valid. And, you know, for, for guys to feel like they have that stage, they own it. To me, I'm like, no, that's not right. Yeah. Like, it's not true. Like, yeah. we still have our opinion. And, like, we're allowed to be in the conversation. So for me, it, it's more of it's more of kind of like fighting through that mm -hmm. but you're still gonna like you know you chop one head and like three more come out oh yeah that's and a great analogy yeah I mean it's really hard to to try and be in that space but I feel like the strength comes from us not being so bogged down on, on their opinions that we keep kind of moving forward um, and that's for me like with this podcast and everything like that like that's my inspiration to not only like younger you know, teenagers yeah. or anyone that wants to be in the in you know sports, but it's more towards all females, even if they're my age, younger or older, that they have a voice and they have an opinion, but they're going to be faced kind of with those roadblocks of, of men telling them they can't do it or they don't know anything. Yeah. And to me, like that's it's hard as women as it is, but to be in sports, it's even harder. And so I commend, yeah. you know, I commend you and I commend like just any woman just living in any kind of corporate world because we're kind of faced with those adversities from like a day to day. Yeah, you know? for sure. And it's all the stuff that you necessarily, it's almost like, I don't want to say we take it for granted, but it's like we just kind of like deal with it. And I yeah. wish that for one day, someone of a different gender could experience what we experience yeah. And just just know what it's like to deal with it. It's just our, our reality. Yeah. You know? And it sucks. And I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anyone to ever talk you down. I want you to stay true to your word. I know. Right. And it sucks because that's just how it is. And I would hate to have daughters that would go through that. Yeah. But you, I feel like, you know, women, you know, just all around us can give us that inspiration to kind of fight through it and just to power through all of that kind of negativity because right. we all have a voice. Right. So, like, how you looked up to women, yeah. if there's someone looking up to you, what would you, like, what advice would you have to young girls? Um, you know, a couple of people from school have been put into contact with me. Which I think is amazing that e people are even considering me as someone that they would right? want advice from. But I will say, I think with this field, you kind of have to be willing to go wherever. Because yeah. like that first job is going to be kind of, it could possibly be far, it may be close to home, but it, it will definitely be somewhere that you're not expecting, uh, around people that are different from you, doing you know, something that might be a little uncomfortable, but following your career where it takes you in the beginning yeah. at least um, is something that I would say just be open to that because it's tough. Getting into sports, I mean, even when my, so I was in a small station in Mississippi, you know, small Mississippi station, and there were, there were over a hundred people applying to that job that I ultimately got. Even to get in your, your foot in the door mm. is so tough. 
So once you have that opportunity, you know, take everything from it that you can, work hard, have a good attitude, yeah. be open to criticism, be open to trying new things. And then if, you know, at the end of your time there, I think you'll find that you'll get closer to where you want to be. So that's sort of the advice that I would give. That's perfect. So it's all like yeah. a growing experience. Like any, anywhere that you land, I feel like should be a growing experience for yeah. you to move forward to another place where you can grow that experience. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you have to be dead set on what you want to do. You have to want it. have that strength. Yeah. And you have to want it. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. I mean, it's not easy to like move away from a fairly large city to leave your friends, to leave your family, and to go to a tiny town in Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, it was, and it's not just me. I was in Meridian, so that's about halfway through. Or Never even heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it is halfway down the state, pretty close to the Alabama border. It is about almost halfway between Jackson, which is the capital of Mississippi, and Tuscaloosa, which is where the University of Alabama is. Um, so I was about an hour 25 in either direction. I had to wake up. If I were flying home, I had to get up at 3 a.m. <laughs> to go to the airport. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy because, you know, the things that we take for granted because the airport was an hour and a half away. You want to get there early, you know, all this stuff. And so, like, I, there was not anything to do. I, on my days off, would drive over two hours to Birmingham to go so that I could go shopping or, like, go get a drink or like t treat myself to lunch. That's what I would do. I would drive over two hours and then I would drive over two hours back. Not every week because that would yeah. be exhausting, but definitely once a month. That's what you had to do, like to find some sort of normal stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well like, and even after that, you didn't know what you were heading to. Like no. whenever you came to Texas, you just thought we were like riding around on horses and shooting guns and, and look at you. Going to the saloons and honky tonks and look at you. You're like, yes. you're living the dream now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know about that. Ch Chutery boards. Oh. <laughs> but meat <and> cheeses. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good meat and cheese plate. <laughs> Although we still haven't touched our fish. Well, I don't think we're ever going to touch What? He called it like fish I tried bologna. it. I don't even like fish. Fish bologna. That's, That's what he called it. That's pretty much what it looked like. That is what it is. And that, how awful uh, does that sound? I mean, it, he could have chosen his words a little better. I will say that. As a journalist, fish bologna. Just bring the drinks. That's all you need to do. You know what? This isn't a fantastic <laughs> drink, though. And really good. Yeah. So I almost laughed when you ordered a margarita because I'm like, oh. But if you're drinking it and you said it's good and it has a jalapeno in it, then it's a good margarita. Yeah. It's I a little think. spicy. And they, they like made it by hand. So do you have like a high tolerance for spicy, not from... Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I was, um, growing up, my parents made me try a lot of different food, my sister and I, and I feel like I ate a lot of spicy food. Um, so... I think there's a point though where it's too spicy and you can't taste your food. That's why I don't understand why people eat things that are so hot that they're sweating and no, they're like, I, I think that it becomes they're just very addictive. Be cool and they're like, look at me doing this. Well, no, I y'all don't have to like, talk about me in front of me. <laughs> Margie, we're looking right at you. I mean, like a little spice, I think adds to a dish, but too much spice takes away. If that makes so, sense. So. So, like, what would you say when you go to Mississippi? Like, what is, like, your home dish over there? Because, you know, Texas is, like... So, when I go to Indianapolis? I'm sorry, sorry. Indianapolis. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, what is their home dish? 
Uh, you know, I don't know that Indiana really... Ha- they're known for pork tenderloin. So, like, it is... It's like this... They take a pork tenderloin and they, like, beat it down so it gets super, super thin. And then they bread it and they put it on a sandwich. And so you have this little bun and you have this massive pork tenderloin that, like, completely dwarfs the bun. <laughs> so that's an Indiana food that I guess that it's known for that said Does I it have a name? Pork tenderloin sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I basic. haven't I mean, I haven't had it in honestly probably like five years so it's not really a big thing. When I go home uh, to Indianapolis, there's a pizza place called Basbo's that I love. It's mm. so good. And then there's also this we, okay, something else that I don't feel like San Antonio has a lot of are really good sports bars. Like, where there's massive TVs everywhere, good bar food. We'll have to show you, because for um, Super Bowl, we weren't at, like, such a bad place, right? What was the name of that place? I'm hearing such a bad place. I'm talking about a place (laughs) people are like, that is packed. Oh, yeah. We have, I don't know, in the Midwest. You know what? Maybe because it's more backyard barbecue kind of thing in Texas. So it's like, come to my place, I'll barbecue for you, I'll put the game on type thing. Yeah, It's like a cultural difference. I think in Indiana, there's not a lot to do other than eat or drink. Mm. So we have these, like, really, really nice sports bars that have incredible pizza, incredible wings. And that's where you go. That's where you go to watch a Colts game, where you go to watch, like... An IU game, big playoff Pacer game. So speaking of the Colts, so I'm a Saints fan. Okay. And so the rumor mill around town is that our uh, backup quarterback, Teddy. Yeah. Who Teddy B. Teddy B. Teddy B. Teddy B. You guys, you don't call him that, do you? I do. Oh. <laughs> That's my name for him, Teddy B. All right, B. this is going to be gross. I'm going to cough, and it's going to be gross. It's fine. Sorry. <coughs> Edit. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. No, you do it. It's I fine. Have Keep it in. So I'm like trying to breathe. In or you have coronavirus. One of them. Or it's the same. Dude, I was sick last week, and part of me is like, I could have had it. I was at North Star Mall. Oh no! <laughs> I did go to the food court, and we just like rub meats on each other. So like, when you ladies come down with coronavirus next week. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> we trust you. How to avoid it. Remember the time we had that girl on our podcast and she got us coronavirus? She us coronavirus. And then we died two weeks later. <laughs> I'll never forget. That's a bad joke. Yeah. Sorry. It's not. It's, we're, we're having fun. We're kidding. We're yeah. having fun. Yeah, we're kidding. The alcohol kills the coronavirus. But you were, yeah. Yeah, we're shopping around for quarterbacks. Is that where you were going with that? So he's kind of like top of the shopping list. He's our guy. I would love to keep him, but then... You know? Yeah. I feel like right now he's in pretty high demand. So, Is, and... Do you see the Colts kind of picking him up? I don't know, because I've... Even today, there was an article that Tom Brady is going to the Colts, question mark. And it's like, that's all just rumor mill. He was just stuff. going to Dallas like a day ago. Uh, I know, I know. I, I do think they are... They're going to fill out the draft first and see what kind of pick that they can get with that. I mean, the Colts... It's... They I don't. I don't blame. No one blame. Well, not no one, but good people don't blame Andrew Luck for retiring. He right. did what was best for his family. He did what was best for his health. But yeah. he was inheriting a really good. T- this was a Colts team that was going to probably win a Super Bowl within the next five years or so. Right. Right. So he leaves. 
And you know, this entire team, this offensive line, these these receivers have been built around Andrew Luck. He's gone. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. You know, he was okay. I think I don't think anyone faults him for for like how I they said, did. They have the cap space. They Maybe have money to spend. He didn't do a bad job. No. Once Drew Brees went down, I like don't he pretty much he basically kept us afloat the whole time, and he's a free agent. He's you know it's not far fetched to have him in the conversation to for sure. Be, you know the next you know, quarterback that you guys pick up. I guarantee they are looking at every single available option. Um, I do think that they're going to see how the draft plays out, and then they're going to go after that. Because, I mean, they're... This was a team that lost some close games. If things had gone a little bit different, they would have been in the playoffs without their franchise quarterback, which yeah. there really is a strong base for, for someone There's to come in. There's a silver in. lining in there. Yeah, I mean... A healthy Andrew Luck with the Super Bowl would have been the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> I but. remember where I was. You know, Adam Schefter was the person that broke that news, and I was at, like, a concert. And slowly people were getting their ESPN notifications on their phones. And you could that. just hear I remember, people like, when freaking out. Came out when <laughs> he's he was retiring. retiring. He's retiring. He's retiring. He's retiring. Like, you could just hear. Like, it was, it was kind of insane because... It, it's a foot or it's a basketball state, but it is a Colts town. I mean, we have a beautiful facility for the Colts, and people are really serious about it there. I mean, Indianapolis is a mid-market city, and we have two pro teams. And you know, the Colts are everything to that city. So it's that just it's it's so disheartening because that that person just brought that by. It looks like something with ice cream on it. It's a little bread. She wants pudding. dessert. I suddenly want dessert. I could. We didn't. We all scream for ice well, cream. We didn't get like an entree, entree. We could get desserts, right? And we'll share it. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. So anti keto. 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 Keto diet going. Keto diet is non-existent at this point. Yeah, we'll try again tomorrow. Oh, it's okay. You know, it's about uh, moderation, right? We learn. We learn. Because like we have so many people, so I'm I kind of I, I knocked Facebook to the side, and I'm very heavy on Twitter right now. Sure. Because um, a lot of my friends are on Twitter, a lot of sports-minded people are on Twitter. Yeah. And all they talk about is San Antonio needs a football team. We need a football team. We had the Commanders here, and I keep telling them no. It's not gonna no. happen. And I, why not? What what are your, like what are your thoughts and so, why it wouldn't happen? Not to say that it's it's not because when people are looking at expansion teams, you have Houston and Dallas that are not too far away from here. And they're pretty big too, right? I mean a lot of people they don't right? really compare. I mean when it when it comes down to numbers, when it comes down to the actual like state of the city yeah. like we cannot afford a football team and as much as, as fans want to say well we we could fill the Alamo Dome with 30 30k plus for the commanders big investors don't care about filling those small seats they care about filling the luxury seats in those luxury boxes where the big money is being made. Yeah. And for San Antonio, we, we're still making below that annual household income. We make below like 
and you also like we're not ready for a for a football team but all like the those commander fans are saying well we could fill 30 you know 30k for a commander's team it's like that doesn't mean anything and it also it doesn't is, mean like we need a, an NFL team I mean someone like, saying that we can fill that and then coming down to it and committing to the money for the facilities for I mean it's, they're two different things and yeah it comes down to, like, we don't have enough fortune 500 companies that are headquartered in San Antonio and that comes from studies that San Antonio the city has paid for yeah. saying you don't have enough fortune 500 companies and we don't have the household medium income mm-hmm. to support any kind of additional football team I feel like if you didn't already have two pro teams it might be I was just about to say that because imagine how much would be taken away from the Cowboys and the Texans if people from San Antonio didn't travel to each to go see their football games broadcast numbers like you're looking at the households in San Antonio that are tuning into those games every week and so now you have another team that's competing for those eyeballs those advertising dollars yeah and it comes down to advertising dollars and me speaking from an advertising perspective that's what makes the most money and it comes down to us being more of a bargaining chip for other teams to be like well we're going to move our our team to San Antonio if you don't build us a stadium you know like we are the bargaining chip I feel like that's what people do right just to threaten like hey like if you don't want to do this for us someone will and then we just lost a minor league hockey team and so we think we're going to now get a you know an NFL real speaking real (laughs) You're not getting anything anytime soon. Thank you for that, because that makes me feel so much better, because that's my stance on it, and everyone's just like, well, what about H-E-B? They could afford billions of dollars. I'm like, do you know how much money it takes to build a stadium? Oh, my goodness. Give me a break. Like, go back to high school and take government economics again. And if we're, like, honestly speaking, I'd rather spend that on education dollars, like, coming from, like, a mother. and. Good for you. Thank you for being that person to speak on behalf of that. That's important. Yeah. Grow the city, like grow UTSA's campus, grow their, you know, cyber, their cyber. You guys could also put it into infrastructure to build some merge lanes. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even know what a merge lane is. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling you. I don't even think that's a concept. So, is it really? That, that, that is my point. Exactly. When you're like, I don't know what a merge lane is. Like, I am telling you. You dumb old Texans. It's like, no, not dumb. No, I'm kidding. It's I'm kidding. It's just like. It's so you will go if you are ever. I mean, your your work is here, but if you're ever somewhere else and you have to run a car and you're on the highway, you will see what a merge lane is. And you're like, oh, look at all those luxury rooms to get over on the highway. And it's not luxury room. It's like I can eat my water burger and drive at the same time. Okay, well, let's be make good choices. <laughs> but smart keto choices come on margie i know yeah so eat your like <laughs> lettuce wrap <laughs> from jimmy john's come on now so um you're new to san antonio but let's talk about what you know so far oh gosh okay i feel like this what is a quiz i'm gonna fail no yeah. no no there's no there's I'm no not. there's no wrong answer oh. i swear oh, okay are there open looking a certain way that the listeners won't know but you'll be judged i'm not gonna know anything that the listeners won't know uh, let's just see. Okay. okay. So, is there a place where you go for your favorite tacos? What's oh, the best tacos in San Antonio? Yeah. You know, okay, so this is what, because I'm new here and I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here, I try to go to a new place every week. So, I don't necessarily have a favorite place. 
But I will say that every, I have yet to have a bad meal. And I think I said that at the top of the show. Every food here is excellent. I am spoiled for life in terms of like mm. anything that's Mexican or anything with tequila. <laughs> I mean, so if you go to Taco Cabana, uh, I mean, I okay, no, I would not. Yeah, I no, no, that's no. I'm kidding. No. Um, okay, but I did have some breakfast tacos from there, and they were not bad. Taco Cabana, they were fine. Like I was like, this is pretty good for what it is. Do they serve margaritas in the morning too? At Taco Cabana, don't they? Oh my gosh. They do not. Oh, okay. Okay, if they did, I was about I to I was like, thinking oh, of like an that. alternative like universe. Um, but if you had to choose the best tacos, Brenda, do you have us like a first place? Yeah, anything that has a Jalisco tie to it, best tacos. Oh, okay, good to know. Can we yeah. do that? Can we go? Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go all the way to the south side yeah, of San Antonio. As long as it says Jalisco at the end, okay. they're good. Th- those are everywhere. Yeah. I want to go. Okay. Have you been to Sancho's? No. I've heard of Sancho's, though. They've so we'll take you. So that's like a two-for-one place. They have okay, the they best tacos. And margaritas are good. So they have good tacos. Yeah. They have good margaritas. Okay. And it's outdoors for this outdoor weather. Yes, and they have, like, live, live music. Right? On the patio. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's go. That's where we should have went. We'll go there next time. It's okay. This, uh, I mean, as I'm on my third drink, it's pretty good. So I'm not, <laughs> mad. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I have no complaints. All right. So I shared my favorite margarita place with Sancho's. Do you have a favorite margarita place? Again, like, I, I don't... The ones right now are not bad, right? I haven't Yes. I haven't had a bad one. So that that is honest. Um, yeah, that's, I mean... I think anytime you're using a mix and it tastes artificial and sweet, I don't like that. Yeah, you know. You know when someone made it. Now, those frozen drink, frozen margaritas are fine, but that's when you can kind of tell, you know, that they just pumped it from a machine. Um, it should not look the color of a lime. Even though they are made of lime, they yeah. should not look green. Yeah. yeah. So, so I like... Um, I'm failing at this, though. I'm not giving you any specifics. It's just everything has been good, and I try something new every week. Have you tried um, Gloria's Latin Cuisine? Uh, Gloria's or La Gloria? Or? Not La Gloria, but it's, it's called... I haven't. Gloria's, right? It's just, it's just Gloria's at La Cantera. No. Another place we'll take you to. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. You came to the right place. That sounds um, really good. Yeah, I'm into that. I like how, though, there... I will say this. There's so many flavors of margaritas or you could get a a basic flavor and have it swirled which is so cool to me I'll tell you where I was last week and it was fantastic La Fonda oh (laughs) I've been wanting to try that place I've never been Brenda why haven't you taken me yeah why haven't you guys gone you've been you've been right it's great we went for lunch um the food was good. I the drinks were good. It was really good. That also reminds me of um, that other place, um, La Fugata. They have really good margaritas too. Mm. We'll take you there. That's like very, very um, localish, um, cool. like that's, inner city type stuff, right? That's what I would want to know. Yeah. yeah. But if we were to really take her to get like a good margarita, it would be um, Chachos. Where? Chachos. 
She said chachos. That means like after you've had lots of margaritas and you want more margaritas after the bar has closed down. Oh, <laughs> you want to go to chachos to get. Okay, a higher end Taco Cabana. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Late night. Do they have a drive-through? Yeah. Oh. No, actually, I think on um, San Antonio Current, they were voted like best nachos. Actually. Oh. I yeah. could get down with some nachos. The place is pretty legit. I don't know why I'm okay, laughing this at is you, Brenda. Like, you're gonna laugh at me, but I tried this one place recently, and I thought it was pretty good. Tortis. <gasps> Do you not like it? You, it's cool. We love Torchies. So if you go sweet. there and go to like have happy hour and I like had like a frozen margarita and I got one of their flavors and then I just got like a taco or whatever and I was kind of passing through and I was like, How, why haven't I been here sooner? They just built one by my house and that's about the dangerous thing you could ever do to my I life. <laughs> it's we love Torchies. I didn't know that they had the full bar and all that. I just thought it was kind of fast food. But like one time they have the best. Like if you ask me, what? where the Wait, best. What did you say? It, was, it wasn't. <laughs> she said. She said that we finished a bottle of Patron At there one time. But I don't think it was a bottle of Patron, Brenda. I think we finished a bottle there one time. <laughs> and I don't think it was a bottle. Wait, of Patron. You finished, but you finished a bottle of something on happy hour. The sunrise, and so this also disclaimer. This was years ago in our younger days like a couple years ago uh, like this was like last tuesday is what i know yesterday so years ago we finished a bottle of torties no um but if you had to ask me like where the best queso was the best queso is at torchies yeah no lie. i had some i had with the green chilies yeah and the guacamole in the middle too oh i didn't get all that Sorry, I should have done better. They I saw found. that you walked in. They knew you were from Indiana. Oh didn't gosh. know better. People are listening to this. But when I said I didn't have guacamole in the middle, the, the look you both gave me. I know. You were like, what? Excuse me? You didn't, well, she didn't really not? go to Torchies, did she? I guess not. To a Delisco. No. It was not the same thing. Okay, so I guess I haven't had tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll take you there too. Okay. No no worries. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um so there's like a thing that we like to do with all of our special guests, just oh, like a little fun, fun get to know you uh -oh. type thing. Yeah. Alright, I have to pull up my notes. I took okay. notes. And we yeah, wanted to do Yeah. And we wanted to do a two truths and a lie with you. Okay, so I actually put two lies and a truth. Two lies oh damn yeah no that's what it is okay two lies and a truth you can do it either way okay yeah yeah okay so we're gonna find the truth okay, okay. so i have a couple different ones right do i just hop go into it okay give us your facts and we're gonna find which one is the truth okay so yeah you can go first okay and then i'll go second okay so we're gonna guess i'll guess first okay and then brenda brenda will guess second yeah. I don't know how to say it. I have different like categories. I did like four different sets. Oh. I don't know if that was what you wanted. Okay. Um, so the first one. So I have been swimming with stingrays. I have ridden on a sled driven by huskies, or I have been whale watching. <laughs> 
there's two, so two of those things did not happen. And one, one of them did. Happen. One did happen. So no one goes fishing with stingrays after Steve Irwin died. So that's a lie. <laughs> okay. You can you can pick the same one, right? <laughs> or do you have to say? So we're we're trying to find the truth. Um. Well, watching is like a top of the list bucket list that not everyone gets to do. So I'm guessing that's a lie too. So I'm gonna guess the truth is you went slaying like, with the huskies. Um, the huskies. Okay. So mine, I can't pick what you picked, right? She did the. the uh, you could if you dogs. want to. No, I don't want to. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go the opposite and do swimming with stingrays. So you're. What you said was right. People don't do that after Steve Irwin died, but we did it before he died. And it was crazy. I knew it. We had like food, and we would like hold our like hands out, Why did and they you would without your yeah, heart. It was uh, in the Caribbean or some sort of excursion on a family vacation. Yeah, that's once. your drink. Like if you get it wrong, you have to drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, what a what a terrible oh. thing to do. Such initiative. <laughs> okay, so there's another one involving animals. Okay, okay. So I have been stung by a jellyfish. I have been bitten by, by a black widow spider. Or I have been pooped on by a camel. So one of those things did happen. So pooped on by a camel is too specific. I'm guessing that's the truth. What do you think, Brenda? I feel like the Black Widow, you'd be dead already. I was thinking the same. Well, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Um, oh, I want to pick yours. These are good ones, though. Right. I'm happy that like it's you're not sure because I was like, oh, it's so obvious which no! one it is. <laughs> I thought I knew you by now. Um, oh, girl. <laughs> well, stingrays that threw me off. Um, <laughs> I guess the first one. So I have been stung by a jellyfish. And it was not pleasant. But I think different different types of jellyfish sting differently. So I'm... I was just about to ask. Someone had vinegar. I don't know if that is... Someone that, just went to the beach with vinegar? I get the jelly... We were in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and the jellyfish had been really bad that season. They were everywhere. Oh. They were They were everywhere. And one caught kind of the back of my legs as the tide came up. Oh my god! And someone did have vinegar, and I will say this: I mean, it it was not pleasant. But I and I did have a rash for maybe one day, but it was it it was gone. And I feel like there are people that get it like a lot worse. So being, you know, you've been stung by a bee, right? So it was like as if a thousand bees were stinging you at once, but then it stopped. Oh my. So it was really painful, but it was very quick. So I'm from... Yeah, I'm, sorry, I did not make it sound no. pleasant. <laughs> so um, I'm from Galveston, Texas. I'll drink to that. Um, and I mentioned that. But we used so like like how you said the jellyfish would like swim up to shore and like kind of get stuck on the sand and we'd play a game kind of like it was dodgeball like throw the jellyfish oh, no. we did <laughs> and the trick the trick would be to like avoid the the stingy the twin yeah right. the, the tentacles um, I never got stung though so That's good oh my gosh <laughs> great good for you I'm sorry so happy for you. <laughs> sorry. 
Um, okay, next okay, one. So this next thing was the thing that I was talking about. So b- before I worked in TV, I did have another job, and I did this for like three and a half years, four years. Did I work in sales? Was I a recruiter, or was I a social worker? So no lie, I what I thought is not on that list. I was kind of thinking you didn't want to say that you worked at Hooters. <laughs> I worked at the Diamond Gentlemen's Club. Don't be ashamed of like. I was a cop. <laughs> wink, wink. At the men's club downtown. Okay, so. Um. Um. So I'm gonna say the truth. This is the hardest. I know. Is it really? I try to pick like normal jobs. Okay. I'm thinking too much into it. Maybe sales. Okay. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I'll go with the recruiter. So I was a social worker. You both have to do <gasps> Oh, my God. I worked for the state of Indiana. Um, in I love welfare, you. And then I... I went. That's a very that, heroic job. That's, oh, it was so it was tough because I worked at the very beginning of the opioid crisis before people realized what was going on. So it was not good. So it was you really, went really from bad. like one dream job to the next dream job. Well, I wouldn't say this was a dream job. This was <laughs> a, I studied psychology jobs. Job. Um, but then I worked in foster care um, after that, and that was definitely better. Um, you know, being on the other side of it where you're working with the people that are taking care of these children yeah. that, you know, have these parents that have, you know, some issues to figure out. So that was, it was rewarding, but it was tough. You're not paid enough and it is a very high stress job. You're dealing with people's lives. So that's what I did. And I have, wow. one, I have one more. Is this okay? okay? All right. So these are random facts. Up, so. There's not a theme. All right. I used to date a race car driver. Dangerous. I am a dog walker in my spare time, or I am a marathoner. Ooh. One of those is true. I'm going to say you're a dog walker only because you mentioned that you love dogs. You don't have a dog. So how else would you get your little doggy on? You're really thinking into this. (laughs) I want to say you're a marathoner. Because yeah. you do look great. Yeah. I, like to run. I don't like to run. I like to eat. So that's why I, I love run. To eat. Uh, she yeah, get- I am a marathoner, so that is right. Yay! So I you know win. you better than you. Well, Sorry, it's okay. Some of those were hard. I tried. <laughs> I was watching that dumb show, Love Is Blind, and I was thinking of these last night. I was like, I need some good ones. Let me, let me ask. Those were good, though. Those, those were good. Yeah, they were good, and not just like um. I, you know, there, you could have, it could have been, like, so dumb. I went to Disney World on vacation, or, you know, I just, I wanted to have fun. Well, it was, yeah, I feel like I know you better, because I, I picked all the right answers. <laughs> I think y'all exchanged the questions and answers before I got here. She just, like, looked into my face. <laughs> I got to know her. No, I'm glad I got to know you, too. Yeah. Um, we're happy to have you here. And if you, like, want any, like, of our listeners to follow you anywhere, where, where can they follow Yeah, you? I'm not going to guarantee I'm the best follow, <laughs> but on Instagram. I hear you on there. On Instagram, I'm jhuntsports. Um, my last name is Hunt, you know. I don't yeah. know. If, yeah, we talked about it. Jessica Hunt. Jessica Hunt. And then on Instagram, I'm Jessie R. Hunt, which is J-E-S-S-I 
R H U N T. I should probably know how to spell it. It's my handle, right? That's cool. I don't even know how to pronounce my last name correctly. That's a okay with me. So back home, I would say Gera. Over okay. here, they get mad if I don't roll my R's correctly. Like, no, this is how I we say it. Gera. Oh, that was beautiful. I'm trying. That was very <laughs> melodic. <laughs> but no, I, I love the fact that you came on the show and, and you know, you uh, made for a good guest. Well, thank, thank you for having me. I enjoyed myself. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I hope we're definitely going to go to those places though, right? That's definitely. not for the podcast. <laughs> no, we're we don't go. lie. We'll yeah. go running afterwards. I'm not going running. Y'all could go running. Okay. I'll go running. Well, you'll do your keto diet the next day. Uh, yeah. I'll have like a cinnamon roll. But let's cheers. So we're going to end this podcast. Uh, follow Jessica and follow Libations at Libation C on Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Thank you guys for following. And cheers. Have a good night. Cheers. cheers. Let's clink it. Do we need to clink it by my mic? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute idea. So- Well, that just about wraps up episode number six of the Libations and Boxy Confessions podcast with Brenda Lee. We had the best time chatting with Miss Jessica Hunt, the multimedia sports journalist at KSAT 12. So make sure to turn, tune in to San Antonio's KSAT 12 sports and check her out. as She's the only female reporter you will see in San Antonio. Um, I was absolutely honored to meet Jessica and learn so much from her um, and inspired to hear about her journey that landed her here in good old San Antonio. So I wish her the best. And I hope that having Jessica on the podcast was inspirational, especially to women who, um, aspire to get into the field, um, of sports as a career. So Jessica is a prime example of, of having a goal and, uh, having the discipline to follow through and get that coveted education and really have the, the courage to change careers, um, So I applaud her for that, and I think that's very inspirational. So until next time, be sure to follow Libations and Boxy Confessions on Twitter at LibationsC. And also be sure to follow my foodie Instagram page at The Cheeky Epicurean, where you get to see pictures of um, basically the food and drink that I consume on a daily, weekly basis. But um, until next time, this is Brenda Lee saying cheers. (music) 